Good morning, Faith Bridgers and friends. We're so glad that you've chosen to worship with us today as we continue on in our sermon series, Making Faith Work. Today, we're gonna to be looking at the topic of temptation. And to guide our thinking, we're going to be in the book of James, chapter one. I'll begin reading in verse 13. When tempted, no one should say, God is tempting me. For God cannot be tempted by evil, nor does he tempt anyone. But each person is tempted when they are dragged away by their own evil desire and enticed. Then, after desire is conceived, it gives birth to sin. And sin, when it is full grown, gives birth to death. Don't be deceived, my dear brothers and sisters. Every good and perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of heavenly lights, who does not change like shifting shadows. He chose to give us birth through the word of truth, that we might be a kind of first fruits of all he created. Let's pray together. Father, we give you thanks for this opportunity now to look into your word. We pray that you would grant to us hearts that are open and ready to receive all that you have for us today. We pray now that your Holy Spirit would come, just as you promised, to be our teacher, and to guide us into all truth. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. When it comes to sermons, a preacher's job is to first of all gain understanding of a particular passage of scripture and then help the listeners understand and apply that passage. Today, of course, we're looking at a passage that addresses temptation. And the challenging thing about a subject like temptation is that it's a well-worn subject. It's not like I'm introducing a new concept to any of you, because many of us have heard any number of sermons on the topic, and it's something that we've all experienced thousands of times. So I wondered, what could be a new approach to a very familiar subject? Several ideas came to mind, but nothing was really working when suddenly the Lord helped me see what was right in front of me, COVID-19. You see, temptation and COVID have several characteristics in common that can give us not only a fresh understanding of a familiar subject, but some strategies for dealing with it as well. If you're taking notes, we're going to be looking at four of those common characteristics. First of all, temptation, just like COVID, is no respecter of persons. We are all equally vulnerable rich, poor, young, old, educated, ignorant, Christian or non-Christian, a, a virus doesn't care about any of those things. If you have a pulse, you're a candidate for infection. And likewise, if you're human, you'll have to deal with temptation. It is simply part and parcel of living in our broken world. And this is an important truth to grasp because if we're not careful, our inclination will be to pin the blame on God for our sin. It works like this. A day comes along and we have to deal with the painful consequences of our sin. And the last thing that we want to do is take responsibility. We are loath to admit when something is our fault. And if we can't find another human to blame, well, God is always an easy target. I remember a young man who came to see me once regarding sexual sin. He felt extreme guilt over his behavior, but he also wanted to justify it 
saying to me, Pastor Dan, God made me passionate with strong desires, and sometimes I just can't help it. I said to him, brother, when it comes to passion and strong desires, you're not anything special. But what does set you apart is your unwillingness to take responsibility. James says, when tempted, no one should say, God is tempting me. For God cannot be tempted by evil, nor does he tempt anyone. Now, here's the application point. And it's a point that so many people miss. By taking responsibility, we're actually fortifying ourselves against temptation. You see, the devil tries to convince us that it will only make things worse. But owning our sin is a mark of wisdom and maturity. And the next time that temptation comes around, we're much less likely to give in because we've grown in our faith and we understand the seriousness of sin. A second similarity between COVID-19 and temptation is that both are opportunistic. They take advantage of any and all opportunities. When a virus is passed from one person to another, it doesn't stop and think, well, I don't know, he's a pretty good guy and, and things have been tough lately. No, if the door is open, a virus will walk through it every single time. By their very nature, they're always looking for a receptive host. Temptation is also opportunistic, but in a much more deadly manner. Whereas viruses are unintelligent and without motive, temptation is proactive, strategic, and it operates with one overwhelming motive, to kill its host. James says, but each person is tempted when they are dragged away by their own evil desire and enticed. The word James uses for dragged away is a reference to a hunter's snare. When the prey is caught and there is no escape, and it is inevitably dragged away to its death. Notice, James says, we're dragged away by our own evil desire. In other words, temptation is personalized and tailored to the individual. Whether we realize it or not, the enemy of our souls pays attention to our weaknesses. Haven't you ever noticed that most of our experiences with temptation tend to revolve around the same two or three issues? Application point, know your own weaknesses and stay away from situations that will exploit those weaknesses. A recurring temptation in my life has been the improper use of my big mouth, whether actually speaking or in writing. I guess it comes with being a preacher. In this political campaign season, I found myself increasingly tempted to just blast away on Facebook with people whose political views were different from mine. I just couldn't believe the positions that some people were taking on various issues, and, and I was beginning to have not nice feelings towards certain folks. But then the Lord reminded me that I was called to shepherd all God's children, not just the ones that agreed with me. But Lord, I said, what do I do with these negative feelings that are welling up within me? And he said, forgive me for pointing out the obvious, Dan, but you could get off Facebook. Good point. So I did. And I haven't been tempted to blast anyone since. 
A third common characteristic of COVID-19 and temptation is that both are extremely aggressive. A virus can be absolutely relentless in its assault, replicating over and over once it gets inside its host. And if left unaddressed, something that begins on the microscopic level can eventually take over the entire human body. And in a similar way, temptation often starts out very small. You see, the devil is too smart to start with a full court press. No, all it takes is a thought here and a thought there, a possibility here and a possibility there. And bit by aggressive bit, he works on our hearts and on our minds until boom, we've stepped over the line. Or as James puts it, then after desire has conceived, it gives birth to sin. You see, the way temptation takes over is by magnifying the object of our temptation to the exclusion of everything else. It takes a little here and a little there, and before we know it, we can't think about anything else because everything else has been pushed off to the side, including God. One of the more painful parts of being a pastor is having a front row seat to the way that people can destroy their own lives. Any number of times, I've had to walk with people in the aftermath of an affair. And over the years, I've noticed nearly all of them said something like, I couldn't think about anything else. Even though they knew it was wrong and even said so out loud, the attraction of the other person had consumed their thinking. Application point, a small enemy is much easier to defeat than a big one. I would much rather take on a bloodthirsty mosquito than a bloodthirsty lion. Victory is almost always found in the early stages of temptation and almost never in the latter. Deal with it now and there won't be a later. A final point of comparison between COVID-19 and temptation is perhaps the most serious of all. We are incapable of protecting ourselves from either one. While we can and certainly should take every precaution we possibly can regarding COVID, including wearing a mask, social distancing, washing our hands, as individuals, we don't have the power within us to defeat a virus. No, we, we require something outside of ourselves to save us, a vaccine, a vaccine that does for us what we cannot do for ourselves. And even if by some good fortune our body did have the capacity to fight off COVID-19, there are plenty of other viruses waiting in the wings to take its place. It's a battle we cannot win on our own. In some of the most sobering words in all of Scripture, James writes, Temptation gives birth to sin, and sin, when it is full grown, gives birth to death. Once temptation is given birth to sin, the inevitable, inevitable result is death. As God warned Adam in the Garden of Eden, but of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil you shall not eat, for in the day that you eat of it you shall surely die. And the Apostle Paul makes quite clear in the book of Romans, none is righteous, no, not one. We don't have the capacity to save ourselves. We need something from outside ourselves to save us. 
And thanks be to God, that something has been provided. In verses 17 and 18, we read, Every good and perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of the heavenly lights, who does not change like shifting shadows. He chose to give us birth through the word of truth, that we might be kind of a first fruits of all he created. The word of truth that gives us life is Jesus, the Son of God, the perfect gift from above coming down to us from the Father. You and I are completely lost in temptation and sin with no means of escape. But God in his great mercy did not abandon us in our brokenness, but chose to come and rescue us. In the person of Jesus Christ, he took on human flesh and he did what none of us could do. He lived a life completely free from the stain of deadly sin. He conquered temptation and sin and he conquered death, the consequence of sin. And now he turns to each one of us and says, I am the resurrection and the life. Whoever believes in me, though he die, yet shall he live. And everyone who lives and believes in me shall never die. As we wrap up our time together, I, I wanted us to do so by praying. And I, I'd like to pray for, for two groups of people. First of all, I, I'd like to pray for those of us who've never entered into the saving relationship that God offers us through His Son. If that's you, and, and you're feeling the tug of the Spirit this morning to know Jesus and to receive the gift of life that He has for us, pray with me now. Pray these words. Lord Jesus, I confess to you that I cannot save myself. My sin has separated me from you. My sin is leading to death. Thank you for dying for me. And I receive now the life that you offer. And I commit my life to you to be your disciple. Thank you for loving me. We pray in Jesus' name. Now, I'd also like to pray for those of us who are believers. And I'd like to enter into this time of prayer with a, a sense of humility a sense of understanding that um, most of us have probably downplayed the seriousness of temptation in our lives. I think this is a time for us to confess, to agree with God about our brokenness, and to receive this morning the gift of strength, of spiritual vitality, of forgiveness that He has for us. Won't you pray with me now? Father, we do confess to you that far too many times we, we have not taken temptation seriously. We don't understand the lethal power of our enemy. And perhaps even some of us have found ourselves walking right on the edge, even flirting with temptation. God, forgive us. We come to you, Lord, now in humility of spirit not only confessing our sin, but confessing our great need for you. We understand, Lord, we cannot hope to defeat this enemy. And so we pray, O oh God, 
that you would fill us and empower us with your Holy Spirit and that the same power which raised Jesus from the dead would enable us to say no to temptation and yes to walking in obedience and in love with you. Search our hearts this morning, we pray, and reveal to us where we are blind and where we are disobedient. And then give us grace, God, to confess, to turn, repent, and walk in newness of life with you. We offer our prayer in the strong name of Jesus. Amen.